0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 24 of the Natty Cast. I am your host, Peter Bowman, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about a few topics. So to start, I want to talk about, you know, some good news. I've actually been making some decent progress in the gym, so it feels good to be doing that again because it's honestly been a while. Uh, The injuries and whatnot have been, you know, a damper on the mood and all that shit, but I found the routine that I've been sticking with and I've been actually making some decent progress so I'm happy with that. And I'm also happy with it because I'm not really relying on food. I feel like in the past I've kind of relied on food, you know, to um increase my strength and improve in the gym. Um like I said I was I was bulking kind of uh, a few months ago and then I kind of took the calories back a bit. Um and just started focusing more on training and performance and trying to optimize recovery and things like that. So, uh, the weight has came, come down a little bit. Uh, I haven't been weighing myself like religiously, but it has come down a little bit. I've also been doing, um, more cardio. And honestly, I've been doing it in the mornings just really for like my mental. I find that like, you know, I obviously, I don't enjoy cardio, especially on, um, Like a machine, like a treadmill, or like the stairs. It's not like I'm excited to do that. Um, I like walking outside fine, but I'm not a fan of like, you know, cardio on a machine. Um, So doing it kind of just like, since I don't want to do it, I always feel better like once I'm done. And that obviously makes sense. If you ever don't want to do some shit, but then like you do good, it obviously feels good. Like studying for a test isn't fun, but getting the A makes it worth it kind of like that I guess I don't I don't really know um but yeah so I've been doing that and like I said my main priority this um uh mesocycle I would say has been the bench press so strength has been going pretty damn good uh for that so I'm back to hit I hit a five by five with 275 um a few days ago which is good because that's where I was at but like I said I was heavier. And now I'm, I was much, um, I'm much lighter now, not much lighter, but a few pounds and I'm not relying so much on carbohydrates. Like I was kind of bloating myself before the gym on carbs and I only had like, I had a small meal before. I don't even think I had any carbs. It was just like, um, some egg whites and whole eggs, like an egg white omelet. And so strength is going good and I'm progressing. I'm doing some new movements now. I'm doing like a machine dip Um, I'm doing I'm still doing close grip on arms Strength is going up on that strength is going up on the dips. I'm doing different back movements now um Focusing on like a chest supported t-row and things like that and i've been able to increase load um week to week So it feels good to be you know This is the first time really in like a while where like i've been progressing um on pretty much everything for like you know a period of like a month or more. Um, so that's, that's been really good. Cause it feels good to just get back to making some gains, some actual gains. And then, um, the next subject I wanted to talk on was intermittent fasting. So I still get a lot of questions about this. And I think some people think there's some magic attached to the window. So, There's no magic attached to the window. So, fitting your calories in a perfect eight hour window doesn't make it magical or six hours, four hours, or whatever, especially if your focus is just diet adherence. So, I only, you know, apply intermittent fasting based off the morning time. So, I don't like if I start, if I wake up at like, say, eight or something like that, I usually go four to six hours depending on, um, you know, what I'm doing. If it's a rest day, I may push it longer just cause, um, if I'm training, uh, it can vary depending on my schedule. So I usually push at least four. Sometimes it can go as long as eight after waking up. And once I break the fast, I don't, I don't really give a shit once, once I stop. So if I break at, you know, eight and then I eat at noon, I'm not stopping at eight o'clock. Like if, if I'm, if it, whatever fits my schedule when I stop is when I stop. I don't stress a window. So there's no magic behind you know hitting the same caloric window every single day. Um, that's a large myth. There can be some health benefits to prolong fasting. like for say if you go 24 hours, um, even to 48 hours. Um, some health benefits even say they kick in around 16 hours. Um, And why there's health benefits, Um, essentially, it's because when you go through a prolonged period of fasting, your body's not producing IGF-1, it's not um, digesting food. So essentially, it has time to use its energy to repair and fight off things like cancerous cells, Um, you know, it'll reduce inflammation. Um, There's a lot more information out there on the health benefits of prolonged fasting, um, you can check if you just google it. You'll probably find a lot of information There's some good YouTube videos. I've watched on it um, on other podcasts. I've learned about it So um, if you want to learn more you can just you know, delve into that arena The next subject I want to talk about is a post I made the other day about Benching three times a week to build your bench press um, And I got a pretty good question on it. It said Um, You know, could you apply this to the squat or the deadlift? And the thing is, you could, but the squat and deadlift are way more taxing, in my opinion. Um, Deadlifts especially. So I would only deadlift three times a week um, or squat. If you had, you know, a coach that knows what they're doing properly program that. Because, you know, if you're going pretty hard on squats or deadlifts, which a lot of people do, you know, they don't really know how to... You know, take things easier work with like a specific RPE or do like speed work or things like that Um, You're probably gonna really tax your CNS which is gonna affect all your workouts all over all together. So Deadlifts could you know affect your next chest day, whatever you have next or whatever so you definitely don't want to be doing heavy intense sessions of Deadlifts three times a week because you'll just be fried you'll need a deload um, probably a lot sooner than you hope So I definitely wouldn't do that. And I just thought that was a good question. So I wanted to address that. Lastly, I want to talk about the fascinating um, study uh, that I learned about from Biolane or Lane Norton. Uh, I posted about it today on my Instagram and I thought it was fascinating because um, I wish I had learned this info sooner because this is definitely something that has happened to me. Um, You know, I've yo-yo dieted in the past. I've, you know, binged after dieting binged on weekends when I was restricting like too drastically Um, and I noticed it's definitely a lot harder for me to you know burn fat now when I try to diet as opposed to the first time I did it where I didn't really even know what I was doing and you know the weight just like came off pretty quick like losing two pounds a week fairly easily Um, you know I didn't like I said I didn't know what I was doing so I wasn't tracking so my methods were too drastic Um, I definitely crash dieted towards the end of, um, some of those diets. And I, you know, started off the end point of the diet was like a vacation where I was eating a shitload, like drinking, um, not sleeping and shit like that. So just so not ideal. And in hindsight, if I knew, if I knew about these things, um, it would have helped me so much to avoid a lot of the issues. So essentially the study looked at rats and they were restricted from 700 grams and dieted down to six or seven, yeah 700 grams to 600 grams. Um, so essentially, um, that severe def- deficit depriving them m- had a large effect on obviously their hunger hormone leptin etc. So once they um, allowed the rats to eat freely, um, the rapid you know increase in energy flux led to an increase in the amount of adipose cells. Um, previously they thought that, you know, fat cells kind of just expanded and shrunk, but due to this rapid, um, energy flux or change in energy, they actually had to create new adipose sites were created, um, and more cells were created. And the thing is, uh, they realized that, um, the rats set points changed. So instead of, you know, the cell's once they had the same amount of body fat as they had before at 700 grams, the fat reg- regain didn't stop until the s- each individual cell was the same size as they were prior to dieting at 700 grams. So there's more cells. The cells are going to be the same size as before, but since there's more cells, there's going to be additional fat gain. And when you go to lose the weight next time, it's going to be a lot harder. And the shitty thing is that they don't even know if you can get rid of these extra cells. So I think they need to do more research on that because that would be super fascinating to know if you can or can't. Um right now, I don't think I don't the I think the conclusion is that you can't. So that's kind of shitty. So um it's definitely useful information to know before you start a diet, which is why I believe proper dieting is so important. You know, don't crash diet, don't make the same mistakes I did. Um you know, a coach can really help if you have no fucking idea what you're doing. Um Yeah, it's just not it's it's not a good time if you if to rebound like that. So I've been there. It's not fun Um, I just thought that was super interesting. So I wanted to talk about that as well Um, I think that's gonna do it for this podcast Um, if you have any questions you would like me to answer on here Um, you can email me at peterbowmanfitness at gmail.com and you can just you know title it like question for the podcast or dm me Um at peterbowman on instagram Um, and that's all I wanted to talk about today so Um, I hope you guys have a good one and I'll talk to you next time.